Because of the PD pandemic disaster, JSOM students are in need of PD professional development more than ever. This week, we'll dive into the Career Management Center and how it's currently helping JSOM students with their professional development. On this episode of the Parliament Podcast. How's it going, JSOM community? Welcome to the Parliament Podcast. I'm your host, Trenton DeStefano, joined with your friendly neighborhood marketing major, Troy Murray. And boy, do we have a treat for you guys today. Our guest this week is fantastic in every shape of the word. He's a graduate of Northwood University and Walsh College of Accountancy and Business Administration who worked at HP, Hewlett Packard Enterprise and Allstate before becoming a full-time career skills coach for the Jindal School of Management. He's helped you develop your resume, your interview tactics and kept you entertained on LinkedIn. Please welcome Jason Cirillo. I am, wow. Look at that. <laughs> How are you doing, Jason? Oh, that's the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you for having me, Troy Trenton. This is, uh, this is starting off strong. I love it. Fantastic. No, we're really great to have you on this week and yeah. get a chance to delve a little bit into the Career Management Center and how things have been happening since uh, spring semester kind of unfolded. Yeah, you know, it's been, uh, I, I think people are ready to be done with 2020, right? Um, you know as a a matter of fact i i try to not say because we hear all this all the time we hear we hear uh uh these are strange times and these are hard times and things like i i tried to stop saying that because i think in a way people are kind of sick of hearing that i think people are ready to like (laughs) let's just you know let's just try to get back to somewhat you know being normal again and and you know the biggest thing that that we've tried to do this really entire year it's just bring a real positive attitude towards the whole situation. Absolutely. And we'll be happy to delve more into kind of like the logistics of how CMC works, but we're glad that we're helping to kind of transition out of this idea of like, oh, we just can't wait for it to be over, but rather let's just take advantage of the opportunities that are at hand. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's the thing, you know, there are opportunities out there. Um, You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into this discussion, but you should, if, if you're out there waiting for things to get better before you start your professional development, your career search, um, then the bad news is that you're already kind of behind, right? So, right. so Jason, let's talk about your college days, you know, just stepping back a bit. Um, so what made you choose the majors you went with? Uh, man, you know, I, I talked to Troy about this. Uh, I think when I, when I first met you, yeah, very first day um, I went to the CMC. <laughs> I have I have the weirdest, craziest background. When I finished uh, high school, um, I started a career a career uh, as a radio <laughs> DJ, uh, and so I worked in radio for a total of nine years. And I really, you know, at first I wanted to be in radio, and I knew it was important to get a college degree, but then like. In, you know, a year and a half or two years in the radio, I realized I don't want to do this full time forever. I absolutely love it. And I feel like it's still a part of my blood. You know, uh, once it gets in you, it gets in you. But I knew I had to do something else. And, and I was one of those students who was like, I'm going to get this degree, you know, this business administration degree. And I'm going to graduate and then like jobs are just going to like fall out of the sky. And I'm going to have right. like all these great <laughs> opportunities. I don't, you know, and I, I wasn't thinking about like internships or I wasn't thinking about anything. Um, mm-hmm. I was just 
trying to graduate. And I mm-hmm. never once in my entire undergrad career, I never once went to the University Career Center. Uh, wow. I didn't even know it existed, honestly. Um, you know, we've talked about kind of the differences of the things we do now in the, in the CMC versus kind of the experiences that I had. Um, you know, we, I don't ever remember like career people coming to our classrooms to talk. Um, I don't ever remember employers, you know, doing visits or anything like that. So, um, I just kind of floated through, I graduated and then I ended up in a sales role. Uh, I was, uh, I like to say slinging gym memberships. Um, and I tell you what, I learned so much in sales, uh, being able to be comfortable, right? Uh, come out of the comfort zone. Uh, Troy, I think you remember me saying this too when we first met. I was like a really shy kid growing up. Definitely, I always say, yeah. I, always say I, uh, I had a lot of legs to hide behind when the world got a little too crazy when I was younger. Uh, you know, I was always very shy. Never, I never, I never, I sat in the back of the classroom in high school. I never said a word. And I remember the first time I told someone I wanted to be in radio was my grandmother. I said, I want to be on the radio. First thing she said to me was, but you don't talk. And she was, <laughs> she was right. Um, I never said anything. And, and so getting into radio and then getting into sales and then the whole theater thing um, really helped me break out of my shell. But I still wasn't, you know, content. I knew I didn't want to do sales, you know, forever. And, and so um, that's when I ended up uh, getting my, my MBA. And interestingly, what it was, was I remember uh, I got out of work one day and I went to go take a nap on the couch. And I had a dream that I got my MBA. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, you know what? I can't get this idea out of my head. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I enrolled. And it's uh, Walsh College, great uh, business school uh, in, the, in the metro Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well known up there. Um, I, I, you know, I think it was like a year and a half later, I was done. And, and honestly, I, I think at that time, I wanted to someday teach at a university. And I realized, okay, I need a master's degree to do that. So that was mm-hmm. kind of the back of my head. But, you know, I was still kind of floating around, you know, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was at HP at the time. And, uh, and I was taking different roles in HP because that's one of the cool things about a company like that is that you can make a bunch of lateral moves and try out different things, um, you know, take on different projects and stuff like that. And um, that's when I ended up in the world of, uh, in, of recruiting. And that was all back in Michigan, by the way. That's where I'm originally wow. from, by the way. Um, and then 2013, an opportunity came up down here. Um, which is what which is what brought me to the Plano area. I don't know, am I am I like digressing from the original question? I, no, I, not I, at all. This is all this is fantastic. No, I really <laughs> okay. like this. The and that like that's it's actually really cool that you brought up the whole idea of radio um, because uh, go back in my like high school days, I had the same kind of philosophy, uh, like, like even like prior to that, like middle school, like elementary school, I was also like the, the very uh, short spoken individual. I didn't yeah. want to talk to anyone by any means. I was always shy. didn't want to break out of my shell. Uh, yeah. And I think it was the through utilization of things such as theater that I was a, uh, able to uh, embrace a character that wasn't necessarily who I was. And then the more that I started being 
becoming these characters and like uh, putting them together through performances. Um, it's definitely something that w allowed me to embrace just who I was as a character uh, and learn to kind of exemplify my key characteristics of just being outspoken and uh, learning to help create communities through like positivity and endearment. And I feel like that was uh, definitely something that helped me uh, go into the realm of marketing that I'm currently in as well. So I absolutely know what you mean. Uh, and you said you also mentioned that you were also involved in theater as well. Um, how much did theater impact your overall business experience going forward into your college days? Troy, you know, I remember specifically the, the moment I realized that I wanted to, to try to be on stage. And, you know, I always attribute, you know, that kind of feeling into everything that I've done today, you know, up, up through my career today. But right. you know, getting to back to that one spot there, I was, um, I was actually working, it was in, it was in a high school show. Um, and the title of the show was, Do Black Patent Leather Shoes Really Reflect Up? Um, <laughs> you can go Google that. It's a, it's a ridiculous musical, but uh, it's a comedy. But um, I was part of the stage crew, and that was my first kind of jump into theater. And I remember there, you know, we're all wearing black. We're all waiting in the mm -hmm. wing. Um, right. We're waiting for the house lights to, or for the, uh, the spotlight to come down so we can go on and, and switch the set. Well, I remember, um, I still remember the guy's name too. He was a great actor in high school, but he was on stage and he was finishing up his solo and the spotlight was on him. And I remember looking at him from the side of the stage and I'm just like, man, I was like, I feel like maybe I could do something like that. Like I can't sing, but like, I feel like I could be <laughs> I feel like I could be under that spotlight, you know? Right. And, uh, and so that's when I ended up, um, some friends talked me into, into trying out for the next show. And my first real show was called uh, Rumors by Neil Simon. Um, mm -hmm. Great, you know, uh, great writer, uh, great fun plays. You know, I, I, le I, I learned what a farce was. Uh, I yes. didn't really know what that was, but I, I learned what, you know, <laughs> I, and I loved it. Um, but that really helped me kind of work on my whole, like you were saying, like your presence. Um, right. And I think that that's so important uh, in, in the world of like business, um, but also like just professional development. That's why, you know, for whoever's, you know, listening out there right now, um, if you have any kind of control over your business school curriculum, Put a theater class in there uh, right you know I, I think that um, you know there, there's all these uh, you know CEOs and, and high-level managers that hire these executive coaches mm -hmm. and and these executive coaches have to basically you know teach them like what people learn in theater like basics you know how to you know how to give a speech in front of a room how to you know your mannerisms you know how to you know, uh, communicate better and things like that. And I, I always pull back from my days of theater, um, especially because I think that, you know, when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to teach in the classroom and mm -hmm. it gives me, it give it, it allows me to really communicate my message better, especially the important parts, you know, where the students, you know, it might be nine in the morning, students are falling asleep, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get a good, you know, get across a good point, you know, I can call back to you know, that presence and something I know, you know, uh, Troy, the power of mm -hmm. silence, you know, yes. when, when, you know, and the timing, you know, of saying something, how you say it, you know, the silence afterwards. Um, 
<clears throat> you know, this is something that we talk about in, in, uh, in interviews, job interviews. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we sometimes have students that, you know, will have the problem with talking too much. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had employers, you know, tell us, hey, your students just like, no, they need to know like when to stop talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get on that, like, you know, we feel like we're on that train. Like once we're going, we don't know how to stop. We're trying to figure out <laughs> how to end it. So again, that timing, you know, the structure of telling a story and stuff like that, I call back on, on that. And I think it's really helped me in my career, uh, but then it also helps me really uh, teach in the classroom and, and helps me teach, you know, skills to my students so that they can turn around and, and do better uh, in their job interviews and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And like the whole idea of like teaching students like at nine o'clock in the morning and like doing a presentation, like it's basically the same thing as like a matinee whenever you're like, you're trying to get people's attention and not come and see a performance at like 12 in the afternoon. They're just like, I am not having it today. So like, I totally understand what you mean by that. And those are definitely like the rougher performances too. But it's like the same correlation that you find just kind of within the two fields, right? Where uh, a person that's doing a business presentation is basically doing the same thing as that person that's in the spotlight, giving a monologue to an audience right it's just a one-man show or like maybe you're doing like a dual scene where like you're working with another person it's the same concept just you remove the stage and that's all that it pretty much is uh and it's through a utilization of some classes at utd that i've been able to also perfect some elements of business in the sense of being able to utilize improv uh or like improvisation is the proper term uh but also like learning like stage presence, uh, learning how to like have a good public outlook to your audience, uh, as well as being very punctual. Uh, those are the, the key takeaways that I've been able to have through my utilization of my minor in the arts and humanities. Uh, and it's definitely uh, helped me, I believe, to become a better salesperson, uh, as well as just a better business person overall. Absolutely. When it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You can't get rid of it. You know, it's like <laughs> the whole radio thing. You're always going to have a, you know, I, I, I figure if someone gave me a script, you know, on a stage, it would, you know, probably take me a little bit to brush off the rust or something like that. But I feel mm-hmm. like I fall back into it. You know, I mean, I still have, I still keep my scripts, you know, from, from way back then, you know. It's Same so here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's really great. And then I guess kind of like digressing a little bit away from like the the theater realm, I guess I kind of wanted to touch up a little bit on like your early positions prior to coming to JSOM. Uh, Some of the positions that I mentioned were, for example, at places like uh, HP and Allstate and some of these other uh, companies that you had worked for. Um, How did you end up uh, hearing about those type of positions and how did you end up acquiring them and what were your key takeaways from them? So my MBA is focused in human resources. And Mm -hmm. so when I... um, HP at the time had two big HR hubs. One of them was in Plano and the other one was in Houston. And I just happened to have some family here in the DFW area. So I was like, well, Plano sounds good. And just thinking about that, it's kind of funny because it was like literally picking Houston would have completely changed the course of everything, right? So it's just kind of funny how like just a little 50-50 thing there. But no, I mean, obviously, you know, I had people here that I knew. And so I wasn't going to be here totally alone. Um, and, um, you know, I, uh, I, I ended up moving down here uh, after, I, after, I was, uh, after I got the role uh, in recruiting um, at HP. And honestly, uh, I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more of a generalist in my, in, in the HR realm. I wanted to do like the, what they call the HR generalist role. Um, you know, I liked, I like, I was really interested in like kind of the HR, the legal side of things, um, the people, you know, uh, uh, the, the motive, you know, people motivations, uh, 
you know, kind of uh, the workforce development side of things. That's what I was interested in. And so I was like, okay, well, if I get into recruiting, I already know HP well enough that if I can do really well in this, I can merge into that position there. And so um, I ended up getting into uh, that role for a while. And one day they uh, started to put together this campus recruiting um, kind of, you know, uh, plan because, you know, they said, okay, we want to start recruiting. Uh, we're going to start this whole like formal internship program. We're going to start getting, uh, you know, early college grads, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, one of my friends that I worked with there, Morgan, uh, she became a part of that team. And, you know, I was always saying to her, I said, oh, that looks cool. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to one of these generalist roles. I'm only in this recruiting thing, you know, for, you know, for as long as I need to be trying to get in the recruiting role. So I kept doing my thing. And um, I remember one time uh, Morgan went to a career fair. Okay. It was the first career fair, one of the first career fairs that we did. And so Morgan went there um, with some stuff and she called me. She was like, hey, Jason, I forgot our tablecloth. Come bring it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, cool, whatever. So I'm driving, you know, I'm driving uh, to the school that she's at. And I remember pulling in. And I'm just like, what is this place? I was like, I've never been here before. Well, guess where I was? Hmm. UT Dallas. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yep. That was my first time I had ever been on campus. And I'm just like, what the heck is this place? You know, I was like, I got to find parking. What, what is this mess? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I find parking. I go take the tablecloth into her. And, uh, you know, I'm looking around at all these students and stuff like that. And she was like, hey, can you stick around and just help me? I'm like, okay. So I start, you know, shaking hands and, you know, uh, working with the students and stuff like that and just having conversations. Um, but I was like, eh, you know, I just got to get back to work. So anyways, right. have her do her thing. I go back. Um, finally, you know, one day this generalist position opens up and um, they say to me, uh, hey, Jason, do you want this role? And I said, yeah, I really do. That's really what I was trying to go for. Well, my manager at the time said, hey, Jason, you know, I know you really want to do that. But a position opened up on the university recruiting team. And you, I think you, I think if you really got more into it, I think you would like it. And I said, all right, well, I humored her. I was like, all right, cool. I'll <laughs> give it a shot. I, which I love her, by the way, you know, she mm. was a great manager. Um, and if she's listening, you know who you are. I appreciate everything you ever did for me. Absolutely. I love you much. But uh, she's like, why don't you go talk to the manager of that team? Just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I went and talked to that manager. We, you know, uh, you know, talked and, and had a great conversation. And, and I ended up joining uh, that team. They kind of talked me into it. And, you know, it's funny because you know, in the back of my mind, it's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this university recruiting thing for a little bit long or whatever. And then it turns out I loved it. And then I just, I fell in love with, with working with students. And I got the opportunity to travel to different universities and working with all sorts of different students at career fairs and putting on, you know, mock interviews and doing resume reviews and all that stuff. And I realized it's like, 
this is awesome. Like, this is, this is so fun. It's just so rewarding. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do the generalist thing anymore. It's like, this is, this is where I should be. This is great. And um, <clears throat> that's, you know, that's really where I, I, I noticed Troy was when working with a lot of these students, I, I noticed that confidence was a big deal. Um, and, and there was a lot of missing confidence from the students I was working with, you know, at different places around the country, different universities. And just being able to, you know, approach me, you know, I mean, I'm just a regular guy, you know? Yeah, no. But when, when, when you put on the, you know, uh, a logo, you know, a shirt with a logo like HP, and they know that you're a recruiter from HP, mm-hmm. they're thinking, okay, it's a big company here. This is my big shot. So, you know, the nerves kick in. And I understand, absolutely. Yeah, because it's but, more or less like a matter of just talking, like they think they're talking to a company as opposed yeah. to talking to the individual that's a part of the company. They don't realize that like you guys see the eye to eye on a lot of yeah. perspectives and a lot of ideas. It's just, but you, you think, oh my gosh, I'm talking to the CEO or like a recruiting manager for like yeah. Apple or something. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Steve Jobs himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, and I would, you know, and even today I say the same thing. I say, don't, don't put them on a pedestal because these university recruiters, these people that come to these career fairs, they like working with students. In most cases, many of them do. And they're there to learn about you. And that's how I was. You know, I had to, there were many times where I had to, you know, tell someone, just relax, like, just have a conversation with me. I just want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I realized that, that those confidence skills were like really missing. And <clears throat> so then I re- I started to draw these, you know, kind of comparisons throughout my life and, and say, well, I had confidence as years when I was growing up. And now I've sort of learned how to deal with confidence, but now in like a more professional sense. So I started to realize that like, I could take everything that I've learned so far uh, in the recruiting world, plus everything I've learned and just up to my career at this point, and take that back into, really take it back into the classroom setting. And that's why on my LinkedIn profile, it says, uh, you know, helping students build confidence in their career skills, because that's really what, like, my, my motto, you know, my mantra, whatever you want to say, you know, that's really what I'm trying to live by. So, kind of funny how I ended up in, you know, I didn't want to do university recruiting, and then it turns out I did it, and I absolutely loved it, but that's the way that I think sometimes career paths go, right? Indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just you think so. you're going one direction and then you literally just take a, a massive detour where you go completely yeah. across the state in a new direction. I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm very grateful. Absolutely. This is, you know, it's been so fun since then. And, and honestly, that's how I ended up getting into the role that I'm in now because I had been coming um, to UTD for many years Um you know, doing resume reviews and mock interviews, getting to know my team and the Career Management Center uh, over the years, just doing, you know, but I always came as Jason from HP, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, Tom Kim, <clears throat> the uh, assistant dean for the Career Management Center, uh, he said to me one day, uh, I remember we were sitting in um, the side room there in the CMC, and he said to me one day, he's like, when are you going to come teach for us? And I, you know, immediately I, it clicked in my mind that, 
you know, originally, right, when I had that dream of, you know, the MBA, because I wanted to maybe teach one day, I was like, wow, wait, it's like, it's coming together now. It's like clicking, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when, you know, it was a short time after that, um, that I said, you know what, I think I can do much better. I think I can do much more meaningful work, kind of live into my passion deeper um, if I leave the corporate world and bring all that into the classroom permanently. Definitely. Yeah. So Jason, segueing back, I guess, towards like the whole JSOM aspect. So what's been different from your, um, in the day-to-days of just being part of the CMC, doing your just different duties there? Um, what, how has COVID affected that? So, as you know, you know, we're all virtual. Um, it was a big shift. You know, uh, you know, we're, we're all, you know, very student oriented. We need to be in the classrooms, you know, me, like I, I, I miss the classroom terribly. I miss, you know, yeah. um, hanging out with students in my office. Um, you know, I, I miss the whole just you know, I mean, you have to understand that, that, you know, yes, we're professional development, but, you know, I'd say more than half the time I'd have a student in my office just kind of tell me about their day, you know, what's stressing mm-hmm. them out, um, you know, that, and that, that's, that's the great part of having that connection. And unfortunately, you know, we, we, we've lost a lot of that because we're in this virtual space now. And so we were, we were ready, I think, um, because we have such a great team that works together so well and we all know each other's strengths and weaknesses in the career management center. And so when we had to make this sudden shift, right. Um, it was, you know, it, it was, it, it was a fairly easy thing to do. I would say, of course, there was like the little technical things that we had to, you know, think about, watch out for, but um, otherwise, you know, being able to shift our material online, you know, we had already uh, been doing a lot of that stuff previously. Uh, so it wasn't such a, you know, sudden move. It was, you know, it really felt like more like a gradual thing. And we've learned so much since then. I mean, how, you know, when did we all come home one day? I think it was in March, was that it? Was spring break, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was, a, it, it was a very mild day in March when the fallout took place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, since then, you know, we've learned so much about how to better operate in this environment. Um, mm. You know, even, even switching between like at first, I think everyone was on zoom and then we were doing WebEx and now we're on Microsoft teams uh, learning how to use Microsoft teams even better um, so that we can, you know, bring the information to our students, you know uh, you know, we're, we're doing things on, on social media a lot, but, you know, kind of we're realizing uh, there's other channels now that, that we can take advantage of, like our LinkedIn group, uh, uh, just different ways to bring the, the information uh, to students. And the, the biggest, again, message that we're trying to get across is that there are opportunities, but you need to go out and, and find them because it's not as easy as you're walking down JSON. Okay, you guys know where the advising offices are. You see that whole hallway full of flyers and stuff like that. And honestly, right. I think a lot of students yeah. would be like, oh, cool, I didn't know that was going on. Or, oh, cool, that's <laughs> awesome. But now they don't have that. So now they have to take extra steps to find this stuff. And, you know, we push Handshake 
uh, all the time. We're always trying to, uh, by the way, if you're not on Handshake, you're missing out on a ton. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, but here's the thing. I call it your job search toolbox, right? Mm. Um, you can't just build a house with just a hammer, okay? And the way that, that I compare that is it, we'll have students who will focus so much on just building up their resume and not think about anything else, um, like attending events or practicing your interview skills or, or you know, building your, your professional network on LinkedIn, um, that you know, they're so focused on just that one piece uh, of, of you know, the toolbox and they're trying to get, you know, start a career with that. And you know, yeah, sometimes you can, you can apply online and I know it frustrates some people where they like their friends, you know, apply online once and they get an internship and then they've applied to like a hundred jobs and they haven't gotten a call. You know, that happens. Absolutely. But you, you have to actually go out and find these opportunities now and you have to use all your tools and be ready for it uh, when it comes because, Hey, you know, you're putting your resume out there. Someone's eventually going to call you. So you better have great interview skills. You better have great storytelling skills. You better understand how to maintain confidence and composure, uh, you know, over video, right? Um, this is another big thing. So all the tools in your toolbox have to be ready to go. Exactly. And I think that uh, is like ever since getting a chance to interact with you uh, last year, uh, initially at the CMC, Jason, uh, I remember, uh, obviously, our first encounter was the most memorable uh, of those things. And I think that since getting a chance to interact with you, uh, I remember since the fallout kind of happened, uh, yeah. I was in the midst of thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for who knows how long, when, uh, how long, and I just kind of need to figure out exactly uh, what I was going to do from that point. And so I thought, you know what, maybe I can get a remote internship and see if that was a capability. And and I just had nowhere to look because it was so far like into the summer that I was like, oh man, a lot of these opportunities are probably just going to be taken up already or they've been canceled. Like I was like, see, going on LinkedIn and seeing posts left and right of, oh, I just lost my position at this company and uh, this company just said they're not hiring anymore. Uh, and so I was like, I felt trapped at that moment in time. And I remember reaching out to you personally and I was like, I don't even know where to look anymore. I feel like I've just hit a brick wall and I don't know where to go from this point on. And then you sent me all those like resources to go and like find other internships on other uh, third party websites. Uh, and that's how I actually ended up getting my uh, recent internship at Greek House, oh, which is uh, yeah. a design apparel company. Uh, and you probably heard a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, but it was a great opportunity. I thought in that sense too, was uh, that I was able to turn to the CMC uh, to help further continue my business skills, uh, even during a, a time where uh, people are not able to meet in person and they had to rely on outlets such as like Zoom and Teams in order to uh, advance their companies and continue to keep pushing on despite the hardships that they might be facing. Um, so, uh, so I know that like those are things that you probably see on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I was kind of wondering uh, what was your most significant memory like since taking on your current position at the CMC? Was there like a specific student that had a really big influence on you or was there like a particular event or like what what has been the, the overall arching significant takeaway that you've had uh in your current position it really is uh you know hard to push that into into one specific moment because this whole time is very special to me um you know there were there were there were times where i struggled you know in my career trying to figure out like what to do next or you know um uh, the, the stomach aches going into work, you know, uh, Sunday nights, you know, thinking about, oh, I am dreading going into the office tomorrow. Um, you know, I, 
I've had those moments. And, and, you know, ever since I've been with UT Dallas, I've never had that moment. I've never, you know, I've never uh, uh, been, you know, getting dressed in the morning thinking, God, I hate this, you know, this is terrible. Uh, I've never felt that. And, and so, you know, I, I, that's why I always wish, you know, that, that, uh, you know, students, you know, from whatever that they're going to be doing are, are, you know, going to be able to, to find, um, you know, that same sort of, um, that, that, that calming, you know, sort of like, this is what I, what I really, you know, need to be doing. Um, and I think I, I think I totally got away from, from what your question was. Uh, I, I lost track <laughs> of what it was. Um, yeah, no, I was just kind of curious if like, there was like, uh, like any significant like student stories oh, yeah, that you've had yeah. with any other so, particular students at UTD. You know, there, uh, there was, um, you know, there was, there's, I've heard some, I've heard some really tragic stories, um, mm -hmm. you know, from, from students who have kind of come in uh, and things have happened in their life that have affected them to where they are now. Um, and again, I, I look at students and I, and I, and for many of them, I see like myself, you know, going through school mm -hmm. and, and quite honestly, you know, like, you know, students like yourself, Troy, I'm not worried about you. You got this, you know, <laughs> you know, thank you for having that faith in me. You know, I, I'm, when I'm, when I'm worried about are the students that don't know how to ask for help um, or, or that are afraid to ask for help. And, and so right. the most memorable moments are the ones where I can tell that a student has literally you know, pulled themselves together and realized like, I need something, you know, I need some kind of help in this because, you know, uh, my, I'm a first generation student uh, or uh, I, you know, for, for the situation that we just had, you know, we unfortunately had a lot of students who lost their internship because of, you know, the pandemic situation. But mm -hmm. I've had students, you know, tell me really, Know, tragic stories, you know, interesting stories about their life, you know, what brought them to that point. And again, it gets back, the reason it's so memorable, it's because I just never was in a career where I could hear that and have some chance to, to make a difference. You know, I, I just got an email uh, yesterday from a student who said to me that they scheduled, they had scheduled an interview practice appointment with me. And he said that he put those, those skills that we talked about to use in his second interview and he ended up getting the job. Nice. And he, you know, in his email, he said, I feel like if I didn't schedule that with you, that I wouldn't have gotten this job. Now, I never take credit, Troy, ever. I never take credit, <laughs> ever. It's never because of me, you know, even in my, in my LinkedIn profile, I say, I, I, it's, it's an honor for me to be able to play a small part in, in your big adventure, right? Uh, but it really does make me feel good. You know, it hits me right in the feels when, you know, I have a student that's that, that, you know, takes the time to write something like that and let me know that whatever I did in that session, you know, made somewhat of a difference. Uh, and, and those are the most, you know, strongest memories for me. Definitely. No, and I, that's actually a really solid takeaway. Uh, I know that I've actually had a lot of enriching experience uh, from CMC too about like a lot of the events that kind of take place there. Uh, like last week, I was just at the interview strategies uh, workshop that was taking place there. Uh, so like, I'm glad to see that things are like still persevering despite all the hardships that have fallen upon the CMC too. 
We have to. I mean, you know, if, if we all, like uh, you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, looking all around you, you know, people are losing their jobs. And it kind of reminds me of that. There's that meme where there's that dog drinking coffee and everything's on fire. <laughs> everything's on fire around him. And he's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, that's kind of, I think a lot of, you know, people felt that way. But we, again, from day one, we said, we need to bring a real positive, have this real positive attitude. You know, even though things are really strange and awkward and difficult right now, we need to you know, remind students that there are great opportunities. And so that's why I'm always encouraging students that when they find an internship, talk about it on LinkedIn. Uh, right. I think that some students are sometimes very nervous about, they feel like I don't want to brag or I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm arrogant or something <laughs> like that. But you are probably when you're posting something, I mean, no, don't go on there and be like, yeah, I'm awesome. You know, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> thinking you're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, you know, talk about the, the things that you learned from the process. Think, talk about what kind of strategies you put to use to get the internship. You're probably inspiring more people than, than, than you're annoying. And, and for the people that are annoyed by, uh, uh, by uh, an honest post like that, those are the people that, you know, could probably get in touch with me for some professional development help, you know. Um, it, it definitely, it takes a lot to be inspired like that. Uh, especially if you're going through your own stuff, you know, I tell, don't compare yourself to your peers. Everybody has, the job search is one of those different, it's, it's a different experience for everybody. And I, and I mm -hmm. tell people, I say, you know, you could, uh, you could sit there and you could uh, play the, you know, the same chords on a guitar for two months. And at the end of that two months, you'll sound like B.B. King. But you could put in 100% effort into the job search for two months and not get anywhere, not get any calls, yeah. nothing. And so that's the, it's the quirky thing about the job search is that it's not, it, it's a complete opposite. You can put in so much work and still get nothing out of it, but mm -hmm. you have to keep going, right? That's the, that's where it, you know, we don't see progress. We tend to just stop and be like, what am I doing? Right. Mm -hmm. It's of course, it's always good to think about, you know, what your strategy is and rework things. But if we don't see these immediate results, uh, sometimes we give up. Uh, and, and I think that is one of those issues right now with like building up your professional network. Um, we live in this culture where everything is on demand. You know, I always joke with Neil, uh, Neil Johnson and the CMC, the assistant, uh, assistant, one assistant uh, directors in there. Right. And I always joke that he's going to be one of the first ones to take advantage of this Amazon drone thing, you know, uh, because we want things right now, right? If I click buy, if I click download, I want it right now. They always say mm. like to figure out how a person really is, give them slow internet, right? And see what happens. Uh, you know, we're, we're in this culture now where we want things to happen so quickly, but that's not the way that professional development or, you know, especially professional networking, that's not the way it works at all. You have to have a lot of patience with the process. Even when it seems like it's not going anywhere, you still have to have patience. Yeah, patience key is key just, you know, throughout professional development and just working. So Jason, what, are, what would you say are the best resources students can use right now at the CMC and how would they access them currently with everything being virtual? So 
everything is on Handshake that we have through the CMC, okay? Um, you can go into Handshake. Uh, it's Handshake, Career Center, and then click on Appointments, and then you'll see um, our available appointments. One-on-one uh, -on -one appointments, okay? Um, you can choose by name. Uh, Royce Jones is also, she's uh, my peer there uh, in the Career Management Center, also Career Development Specialist. Uh, she's available for help too. We have, you know, open availability, you know, our schedules are available in there. So take advantage of, of those services. You'll see kind of what we do, resume, LinkedIn, uh, interview skills, things like that. We also have our professional development workshops. Now, I think we stay really busy. I mean, just our, our you know, to give you kind of an idea of what, what we do, you know, we do these one-on-ones. We also create these workshops. We uh, put on these workshops. And we're also doing class visits uh, in there as well. We visited a ton of the BCom classes uh, this semester. Uh, so we do these workshops as well, professional development workshops. And typically they're, you know, 45 minutes to an hour long. And they're going to cover all sorts of different topics as well. And you're going to find those in Handshake under the events section. And every semester we'll, we'll do, you know, 60 plus workshops. Um, and we add more and we change them. So, you know, it, it's not always the, the same exact thing. You know, uh, we have, for instance, a workshop right now where the, where the whole workshop is literally about what the market's like, how to change your strategy uh, to find, you know, an opportunity in this kind of situation that we're in. So we're not the type of, of career center that's just kind of hashing out the same things over and over again. Um, one thing to remember is that not only are we, you know, former corporate professionals uh, and, you know, from, from ourselves bringing that information to the classroom, we also have really strong relationships with all sorts of hiring professionals from different companies around DFW and even outside of Texas. And we have conversations with those people. It is, it's, it's so great to be able to just chat, you know, with a, with a recruiter or a hiring manager and just say, Hey, what are our students doing great? What do they need help on? You know, what are you looking for in a student? You know, we do those kind of things as well. We have two big employer events, uh, one in the beginning of the semester of the fall semester and then one in the spring um, mm -hmm. where we literally invite a bunch of employer partners. This time we did it virtually, but uh, in person, we invite a bunch of different hiring managers and recruiters from different companies. And we literally spend like three hours talking about how awesome you guys are and just about how they should get really involved with you. And we talk about so many of the great things that you guys are doing. So our whole job is, is to learn from these professionals. That's my job as a career development specialist is to learn uh, and then to pass that information along uh, into these workshops. So one-on-one -on -one appointments, uh, events, the, the workshops, again, it's in the events. And don't forget, we also have special employer visits on those events too. So you know, we'll put that in the title of the headline. Right. Uh, as an example, Thomson Reuters uh, just did a virtual interview strategies workshop with us. So sometimes if, if we have them available, an employer will join us and they'll give their insight uh, into the topic, into, you know, what we're talking about. Now, not only is that great because you can learn exactly what an employer like that is looking for, but more importantly, maybe you want to work for that employer. And maybe this is a great opportunity for you to come in and introduce yourself. Uh, you know, if we were in person, you'd shake hands, you know, maybe get a business card, follow up. 
that's the whole strategic way of, of finding a job. But yes, those are some of the things that we're doing. And we're always coming up, you know, trying to come up with, with different ways to bring this information to you. We, um, we have a brand new uh, Microsoft Stream site where we've housed a bunch of our professional development videos, um, a lot of recorded sessions there. Some of them are, are very like, short snippets. So you don't have, you know, I know you don't want to sit through like a 20 minute long, you know, PowerPoint <laughs> presentation on video. I get it. Uh, so we've split them up, uh, but some of them we've recorded the employer visits as well. And you'll see those on there. So I encourage you to go check that out. That's fantastic. And yeah, I know that there's been a lot of collaborations with the CMC too. Like some of the ones that I've seen just recently uh, have been companies like Farmers Insurance and Geico and Goldman Sachs. Uh, and like going to some of like the, the CMC sponsored uh, like career fairs that have been going on. I've actually had a really good conversation with companies like Cinemark uh, that I've been really interested in getting in touch with being a huge movie buff and a huge person in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely something that I think is super enriching as well. Um, but kind of like just like, uh, like kind of addressing those events too uh, and like based off the feedback you've gotten from JSOM students. Um, would you say that uh, like any particular event has been like most enriching for them in the sense of like it's been uh, something that has been a significant takeaway that they can use in their day-to-day -day lives or uh, like would you say that there uh, are, are like broader events that like cover like broader topics or like nitpicky ones that like go towards like finance majors or like uh, accounting majors or marketing majors? You know, honestly, Troy, I think the biggest thing that students get the, the most out of, whether they realize it or not, it, are the career fairs. Um, mm -hmm. I have, you know, we, we teach a, a professional development course uh, for uh, master's students. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, talking to students in that class after a career fair is, I think it's funny because, you know, there's always that aha moment. By the way, I love the aha moment. Uh, for students, it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to, you know, freshmen and, and juniors and sophomores, you know, and, and uh, everybody kind of goes, you oh, know, I got the, okay, it's all good, you know, I'm just going to go and have some conversations. And then afterwards, I talk to them, and they're just like, I had no idea it was going to be like that. Uh, so I love that aha moment. I think that, again, when you're forced to have a conversation with an employer one-on-one, -on -one, uh, these days, the big thing is turning on your camera and actually introducing yourself and asking a good question. Um, it's so easy to get lost in this virtual space. You're in a classroom, okay, and some of your classes, you know, some of these BCom classes will have, you know, 100 students in there. Now, if this was an employer, which we've brought employers into those classes, yeah, they're not going to remember, you know, some random student that, you know, it's just a name and that's it but they'll remember the student that turns on their camera and introduces themselves and asks a good question. Right. Right. So the, the opportunities, uh, like the, these virtual career fairs, uh, there's their one-on-one sessions and there's info sessions that they have available uh, for, for a lot of companies. And even in the group sessions, you, you're sometimes able, I think there's a little, like a little hand raise option where you can turn on your camera and turn on your mic and introduce yourself. I think when, when students kind of head into those conversations, they start to learn more about like how to talk to an employer, um, what small talk is, you know, how to not just like, hey, do you have internships? No? Okay. See ya. <laughs> right? Um, right. You know, that's not, you know, uh, I mean, I had a student a long time ago, he told me, um, he's like, I was so ready, you know, the, the interviewer, uh, the recruiter called me up, and I was ready to do this interview, and, and she said, um, 
she she's like, well, how is the weather over there today? And I didn't know what to say to her. And I was like, well, just why don't you just tell her how the weather was? I mean, that's all she was asking. So I think you know when when you go to these live events, regardless of it, is, and you learn you can you can learn to talk to employers and practice those conversation skills. You know, we we I think I think some students kind of underestimate the skills that they need to be successful in these in these types of uh, in this environment. You need to try harder because we don't have this in-person connection. It's, it's much easier to make a connection and make a great first impression when you're in person. But when you're over a camera, you have to work extra hard at it. And that's where you have to be able to work on your communication skills and telling your story, knowing your experience. Uh, tell me about yourself. You know, you're not gonna say, well, say I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. And I graduated from this high school and that high school, you know. I mean, they're not trying to ask you about your life story, right? Uh, right? So being able to, you know, understand how to handle yourself in those situations, that's going to be really, really important. Definitely. And I guess like the one of the, the one of the last couple of questions that we wanted to ask you, Jason, was um, in terms of the CMC, what are some uh, events that are going to be coming up uh, very soon that students can look forward to, whether it be uh, a career fair or a particular joint partnership with a business? Well, what do we have to expect? So I believe uh, GM, well, I don't know when this is actually going to go out. Um, you know, some of the some of the great partnerships that we've had uh, that have done some stuff with us, uh, Thomson Reuters, uh, they're they're hiring big right now. Uh, GM Financial, another one that's uh, that's been hiring big right now. Uh, it's amazing how much, you know, these uh, how much these, you know, employers have put on these sessions. And, I, and sometimes I get disappointed because it's like, you know, they'll put on this great session and then, you know, it'll, there's only a handful of students that show up, you know, maybe five or 10 students show up. So if you ever think like, oh, maybe I'm not going to have a chance to stand out or, you know, I, you know they're not going to know who I am. Believe it or not, you probably have a great chance of standing out. Uh, because again, not everyone is, is as motivated or as, or as, you know, curious about these things, which... That's our whole job is really to, you know, help them get motivated. So uh, all the events, again, you know, are in handshake. And, and again, we, we post things as we, as we create them. So uh, we'll have, you know, one day we'll just be having a conversation with somebody on LinkedIn, you know, maybe an alumni uh, or maybe just one of our recruiting partners. And we'll just throw the idea, hey, you know, how about, you know, would you be interested in doing a resume session or something like that? Oh yeah, cool. Let's schedule it out. And then boom, it goes on handshake, you know, a couple of days later when we confirm everything. So that's why it's important to look at handshake every day. Um, you should kind of live on it because not only are you finding out, you know, what kind of jobs are being posted, internships, things like that, but you're also finding like, hey, this company, I've, I've wanted to work for this company and oh, it looks like they're doing a LinkedIn session. I should go and, and talk to them or I've always wondered about that company. I'm going to go talk to them and, and learn about what they're doing right now, who they're hiring for. Maybe there's a spot for me. You, know, you got to stay curious in this situation. Now, Jason, what wise words do you have for the JSOM community, whether that be the alumni, the staffs, the students, or just anyone who's interested in just coming to UT Dallas in general? I'll tell you what, uh, as I was talking about before, this is actually kind of a cool way to, to, uh, complete the circle, as they say. <laughs> when I was an undergrad, you know, I don't remember 
you know, uh, a lot of, I don't remember career centers, uh, the career center coming to our classrooms. I don't remember employers doing, you know, visits to the classes or anything like that. And I mean, who knows, it could just be because back then I was just in a different mindset and I wasn't paying attention, you know, half the time. I get it, totally understand. But I really, I, I really truly believe, especially here in JSOM, you know, that we have such a, we're that career center that goes out and finds you. Maybe you don't know you need us yet, but we're gonna go find you and we're gonna convince you that you should at least come get to know us. You know, we've had a student, I remember specifically a student came in, he's like, you know, he's like, I've walked past this, past this place a couple of times, he was a freshman. And he's like, uh, you know, I feel like I need to know you guys at some point. So I'm just gonna introduce myself <laughs> and you know, we'll talk again sort of thing. And I love that. And we just have this, this awesome you know, staff that is there. You know, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna be out there in front of you, in your classes. We're going to you know, show you that we're super passionate about what we do, uh, that we have the knowledge to back it up. Uh, and that you have support. You're not alone in this situation. Don't feel like, you know, I, I'm going to this interview. I have no idea what to do, or I don't know how to put together my resume. There's so many awesome resources in JSON that, you know, thinking back again to my undergrad days, um, at, you know, love the Timberwolves uh, at Northwood, not saying anything bad about them. Always value that experience. But it's just such a different environment here and there's so much support and I think that that's one of the awesome things about JSON. That's great. Well on behalf of both Troy and I, Jason, we just want to thank you for coming on today and spewing all that amazing knowledge. You know, we really appreciate it and I assume all of our viewers viewers well as well. And to the viewers out and there, we, we appreciate y'all for coming on. And we want to thank all of our viewers as well. Yeah, we want to thank all of our amazing viewers uh, for coming on to this episode. And we, uh, once again, from the Undergraduate Dean's Council, we want to say that we hope you're all staying happy, healthy, and staying professional. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode of the Parliament Podcast.